Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. I'm all in love, a dynamo, so push the button and let me go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Morning, everyone. We're here for Public Forum. Public Forum is an opportunity for the public to get up and speak about anything they'd like to discuss. have an issue in your backyard there are some people that talk fast and there's some people that don't so you are de determining everybody fits in the same shoe well that's not the case you cannot get your point across for two minutes I have timed each of you today as you've gone off course or elaborated what y'all would consider to be unnecessarily for the public has been 24 minutes and three, se three seconds. So why is it okay for y'all to have all this time to fluff and talk and everything, but you're cutting the citizens' time for business? It, as, as much as I don't almost ever agree with Sherry Chapman in Santa Rosa County, uh, who is a frequent flyer in the county commission and the Milton City Council, although not so much in Milton anymore, uh, but in the county commission meetings all the time, uh, I, I, her flair for weird expressions and malaprops is just, it's, it's precious. Uh, we don't all fit in the same shoe. Y'all take time to fluff up there, uh, which is, you know, waste time by telling your long stories. You meander all over the place, uh, wasting our time. That's what I'm concerned about is that this is business. This is our business. You are just there to orchestrate our business. And yet you are telling us that you're not giving us the time but you take time for story time and elaboration on things that are not even pertinent to this meeting. And why why is it that you can speak for as much time as you want, but the public is going to be limited? You know, why don't we put a timer in the back and call you out every time you wander off target? Okay, so the, the point she was getting at is that they limited the number of minutes that you have for public speaking. You know, three minutes in the forum and two minutes on the agenda items, which I think is plenty. It really is plenty. But, you know, Sam Parker, actually, in the prior meeting before this, had a really good comment that I I just thought this was, you know, it's one that might not be all that popular to say out loud, but I think he's exactly right. I didn't know if either one of y'all had any opinion on if we said, hey, two minutes to speak on an agenda item. Is that unlimited agenda items, or would you have a comfort of saying, say, three agenda items? Because I think if you stand back and look, at all the meetings you've ever watched, I guarantee you there's less than 10 people in this entire county that you've ever seen that come up and speak multiple times during the agenda. So it's one thing, and I, I'll be quite frank, I respect the fact you got elected among other people. You got elected among other people. You got elected among an opponent. You did too, and I did too. And the fact of the matter is, is especially in some people, and if they want to talk on every issue, then run for office. I think it's great. I think everybody should run for office that are interested in it. Run for office, get elected, and then when you're elected, that's the people saying, hey, we want to hear from you. But quite frankly, I've had people reach out to me over the past month and said, you know, some of these people I see come up and speak over and over, if I wanted to hear from them, I would have voted for them when they ran. Oh, man, that's so on target. Because, <laughs> look, 
some people will yell and scream about having a First Amendment right to get up and speak their mind at the meeting without restrictions. Bull, you don't. The business of the meeting, there is a need to run it in orderly in an orderly and efficient manner. You have the right to petition your government for redress of grievances. You're not entitled to the soapbox. You're not entitled to the soapbox over and over again without any limits. And that's nonsense. These people are elected by all of us. They actually have the authority to represent us and to speak on our behalf. You're just you. And this notion that somehow, look, I like letting the public talk. I believe in letting the public talk. It's entertaining and interesting, and you sometimes learn stuff. But the notion that just because you have an opinion and you like to talk, that you're entitled to the microphone and the YouTube broadcast, it's not a broadcast, but the YouTube channel, and you're entitled to get up there and say whatever you want to say for as long as you want to say it. No, bull, you're not. And I agree with Sam. If you think you are, then go campaign and get elected. That's what Kerry Smith did. He's like, you know what? I think I do represent people, and I want to serve them, and I want to have a little bit more authority, and I want to be able to. So I got elected. And if people don't vote for you, then that's the message too, right? So I I think that's on target. Uh, This notion that somehow there's unlimited entitlement to whatever you, however long you want to say about your things. Because the problem is there are a few people who abuse the, the ability. It's kind of like anything else, you know. There's a thousand kids that come home, you know, on time or, you know, don't do bad things after the curfew. But the couple that do, you got to have a curfew. Same thing. That's why you got to have these limits because a few people just talk and 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 talk. And it's obnoxious. In, in this Gambia County, too, by the way. This is not just a Santa Rosa County problem. So uh, this idea of uh, if you think you can represent the people so well, then um, go ahead and get elected. And, uh, you know, even James Calkins, I don't agree with him very often, but we have some other folks that come up here every single meeting and abuse the system. And I have people coming up to me, uh, a Tom Thumb at the ballpark, everywhere, telling me, we don't, they say they represent the people. We don't agree with that person. I'm not going to name names. But I know that all of you commissioners are hearing the same thing. Yeah, I, I, I think it's high time somebody said, you know what? We've been very kind to you so far. And by the way, there's more on this. I'll get to it in just a second. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Well, if you're on I-10 this morning westbound uh, and you're trying to get off on Avalon Boulevard, the lights are out as you're merging north on Avalon Boulevard from I-10 westbound. So just uh, use caution getting onto Avalon. That All the traffic lights are, are out completely on that intersection. Highway 98, though, is flowing good through uh, Navarre and Gulf Breeze. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds, not showing any slowdowns on Pine Forest or in Car City. If you see anything out there slowing you down, call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. So back to the Santa Rosa County Commission meeting. Kerry Smith, who, as I said, was a public participant, and then he went to get elected, and he got elected. We are elected. We can get up here and speak until the cows come home. That's not an issue. It is part of the. It is part of what we're able to do. Um, I just want people to keep their fights focused correctly. <laughs> Agreed. I agree with that as well. So then, they were going to move forward with this item of limiting the public forum to three and the agenda items to two, and couldn't get a motion for it. Couldn't get it. I mean, couldn't get it passed because there was only four people there. Ray Eddington and you had both Kerry Smith and James Calkins who were going to vote against it. And so Colton Wright says, what are y'all doing? We agreed about this before. I'm a, little, I'm a little frustrated with my fellow commissioners about this one. We talked about this at length, ad nauseum Monday. Ad nauseum. We gave staff direction. We all gave the head nods. 
An hour or more discussion on this silly stuff. And they spent time doing this. I know they reached out to me yesterday and provided me a copy of it, or maybe the day before, before it was even published, saying, are you good with this? I gave input. I would assume that staff, maybe I get a head nod, they reached out to other commissioners as well. And now here we are again. So You're we, right. we gave staff direction, and now we're backpedaling, and, and, and I just... Okay, I'll switch. It, I want to give James Calkins credit for something. I don't get to do this very often, but he heard what Colton had said. He disagreed with the policy, but he said, you know what, you're right, we did agree about this. I will, I will change my vote. I'll vote to affirm it, even though I don't fully agree. I have said that I agree that the, the chairman should be able to set the meeting format. And so he switched in order to vote three to one to make it happen. I really respect that. I do. I think that, I mean, especially in the moment, to say, you know what, you're right. I, I did agree, and so we're good on this. Um, I also thought it was kind of a funny thing because um, Colton had kind of asked uh, about Devan- uh, about uh, Ray Eddington, and Sam Parker said, I never get to do this. I'm going to ask Devan Cook what another commissioner told him outside of the meeting because it's in the meeting. He can do it. Like, it's not a sunshine violation. And that's something, he's right, you never, ever hear that. But I do want a, a note, because I know the people who are, you know, the frequent flyers, they love, they listen to this show, and they're going to probably light me up on email. Andrew, you hate the First Amendment. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, it's just like a newspaper. You know, you're not entitled to get anything published. It's just like my radio show. You're not entitled to be on the air. I mean, it's like, you know, everywhere this is a concept, okay? If you think you do better, you start a radio station. If you think you do better, start a newspaper. If you think that you can do better, get elected. I mean, that's kind of how this stuff works. But um, the one thing I wanted to sort of make you aware of is that when you go to Tallahassee, the public speaking is not an entitlement. And there was a bill they heard on, uh, this was on uh, Thursday, HB 433. I happened to be listening to this the other day. It was about um, preempting local governments from setting requirements that the companies they contract with have certain, I don't know, there was heat exposure requirements was one of them but the other one was minimum wage so it was like what if the city of miami dade uh, or if, if that you know if miami wants to set the requirement that all of its contractors pay their people 18 dollars an hour since the minimum wage is preempted to the state and the argument was the city should not be able to do this well there were 50 people signed up to speak at the end 50 people signed up to speak 50 people traveled to tallahassee to speak on this bill tyler soroy was the chair of the meeting all right, thank you very much, members. We're now going to move to, to public testimony. Um, given the number of speaker cards that we have, uh, I'm mindful of the schedule and also the need for members to have debate. Um, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read through the speaker cards. I'm going to indicate the name, the organization, and the proponent or opponent position. But unfortunately, our time will not allow uh, for speakers to present to us. You typically get three minutes. I have seen it as low as 30 seconds, depending on the number of speakers. A minute is not that uncommon. And he said, we just don't have time for anybody. I'll read your name and you're uh, in favor of it or against it. And some people got upset because they went to Tallahassee to speak. Laura Munoz, uh, Florida Student Power, is an opponent of the bill. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, ma'am, it's going to be the same answer to you. Now, I've tried to accommodate everyone. I'm going to ask the sergeant at arms uh, to be mindful that we have an agenda to complete. I'm going to ask members of the audience to help us in completing our business today. This is not the last stop for this bill. You're not entitled to the platform. You are entitled to petition the government for redress of grievances. That is not the same as being entitled to time 
at a microphone with amplification and recording and internet streaming during an official meeting. It's nice to be able to do it, but it's not a legal entitlement. And in this case, when there were so many people signed up and they didn't have time, he said nobody gets to speak. So just simmer down. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Government wants to hear from you, but government also has to run an efficient meeting and get his business done. 622 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's a new year, and that means new savings on your next Volkswagen from Pete Moore Imports. Remember 0% financing? Well, it's returned to Pete Moore Imports and is now available on all 2023 Volkswagen Tiguan and Taos crossover models. In addition to 0% financing, Pete Moore Imports is discounting those models like the 2023 Taos SE, now from $31,245, and the 2023 Tiguan SE R-Line, now from $34,791. Both discounted models offer 0% financing for 60 months and with the new year comes the 2024 atlas se now from 38696 and the 2024 atlas cross sport se from 37361 start saving this month at Pigmore imports they're not in car city so you won't pay car city prices Pigmore imports is on new warrington road pensacola special apr rate for qualifying credit through pci sell price before tag tax title and associated dealer fees must take delivery by february 29 2024 see dealer for details The Pensacola housing real estate market has been crazy for the past few years. How do you know what to buy or sell? You will need an expert to help you. Tune into the Pensacola Expert Panel today at 9 a.m. to hear real estate expert Christina Leavenworth with Levin Rinky Realty discuss current real estate conditions. That's today at 9 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. Gulf Coast businesses are set to lose over $10 million this month. I'm Nathan with Data Revolution, and this is your Cybersecurity Tip of the Month. W-2s and 1099s are being sent out, and scammers are posing as both employees and employers to collect Social Security and bank account information. Be wary of requests asking to change address or bank information through email alone. Businesses along the Gulf Coast trust Data Revolution for their cybersecurity and communications needs. Visit datarevs.com for more information. A better air filter on your air conditioner is nice, but it isn't enough. It takes a lot more than that to clean the air that you breathe. This is Todd with Gulf Coast Air Care. On Wednesday's pep talk, we'll talk about how to keep pollen, bacteria, and other pollutants out of your lungs. Remember what I always say, if you don't have a good air filter, you are one. Let's talk Wednesday morning at 9.30 on pep talk. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. Join the fun of the Kids and Critters Mardi Gras Parade, a walking procession for people and pets, Saturday beginning at 2 in the Casino Beach parking lot. See PensacolaBeachMardiGras.com for more. The 28th Annual Cordova Mall Ball is Saturday night, benefiting the Studer Family Children's Hospital. Come out for the sights, food from favorite restaurants and chefs, live music, and fun. See PensacolaMardiGras.com. Submit your events at NewsRadio923.com. Start your mornings off informed with all things Pensacola on the Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable.
morning, 626 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local. The Frogger is not happening in this cold. The Frogger is stuck in place, immobilized, because he's cold-blooded like the iguana. Jake's got our traffic mm, on the fives, Jake. Yeah. I, I, I tell you it's Frogger because I know there's somebody that's mm-hmm. like, what is that from? <laughs> Whereas most of y'all are like, mm-hmm, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can see it in your head. Yeah. Go ahead, sir. Uh, I-10 westbound, if you're headed uh, toward Avalon Boulevard, getting off of uh, I-10 merging north onto Avalon Boulevard, all those traffic lights are out. It's causing a little bit of backup on that exit ramp there. Otherwise, around town, we're looking great. Chase uh, Chase Street, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in clear. Got no slowdowns on Cervantes. Looks like Bayfront Parkway is showing no delays. Uh, if you see anything out there, let me know. Call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Oh, somebody disagrees with me. A good friend disagrees with me vehemently. I'll share that opinion here in just a second uh, on the uh, whole issue of uh, limited speaker time. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? You know, I'm just wondering why you never invite me in there to play Nintendo during the break. <laughs> uh, a group of Democratic senators are calling for a freeze on U.S. military aid to Israel. Nine Democrats and one Republican Tuesday voted to support a solution that would have given the State Department 30 days to report human rights violations committed during the war against Hamas and to freeze military aid if it failed to meet that deadline. The central U.S. bracing for a lot more bitter cold. The National Weather Service says another Arctic cold front is going to be hitting the U.S. starting today. It'll bring more record-setting cold temperatures as far south as here it's not going to end. Yeah, it's going to be bad over the weekend again. Uh, and a federal judge has blocked the planned $8 billion merger of JetBlue and Spirit Airlines. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland said that merger would lead to higher fares and fewer choices. JetBlue said it would have created stronger competition for the larger airlines. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. 437 uh a uh, good friend uh, texted me and says, I disagree with limiting people speaking up on agenda items. There are so few opportunities to speak about public issues. Yes, people abuse it, but public officials abuse it too. Agreed. Uh, the more they limit public comment, the more they will push commenting elsewhere and lose the dialogue with public officials and public trust. That's what's happened in Escambia County. People no longer think meetings are worth attending. No, that's true too. But that's also because people show up and they speak and then the commissioners just ignore it. I just, you know. They show they don't care by ignoring it. At least, you know, not always, but, you know, often enough, right? And I don't mean all the commissioners. I, you know, Stephen Barry and Jeff Bergash and uh, not Lumen so much, even though he votes with them all the time. Uh, typically just kind of, you know, we're, we're going to do our thing. Um, but sometimes they respond. I'm just saying, it's, you know, people are frustrated in this Gambia County because what's the point of showing up and saying it? Uh, so anyway, my friend says, I'm surprised at your stance here, actually. Do you know that in order to appeal land use decisions at the Division of Administrative Hearings, you have to have opposed the decision in meetings or in writing? And that's true for a lot of those like quasi-judicial kind of things. So you have to have shown up first and then show up again. Have to be on the record. Um, a chat with your commissioner can't be documented in the minutes. Agreed. And by, by the way, I favor the public comment. And I, I was opposed to Sam when he wanted to get rid of public comment on the agenda. So I'm only agreeing with this in the sense that I don't think you get unlimited chances to speak. I think, and you know, are entitled to it. It's nice if they offer it, but if you got a lot of people want to speak and they want to limit the number of minutes down to two or one because there's a lot of people, I don't mind that at all. They'd be nice to give them three if you can. Uh, Follow up here is a commission that has time for Grinch and Winterfest nonsense and self-congratulatory staff awards, but no time for public discussion is getting its priorities wrong. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. 
Six days to the Republican primary in New Hampshire, there's still plenty of chances for voters to see and hear the candidates in person. Governor DeSantis will attend two town halls, one in Hampton and another in Derry. Nikki Haley will hold a rally for her supporters in Rochester, and former President Trump will speak with voters in Portsmouth after hosting a rally of his own last night with now former candidate Vivek Ramaswamy. Fox's Brooks Singman, tonight's Republican debate is canceled. Haley and Trump wouldn't show up. President Biden meets with Republican and Democrat House, Senate and committee leaders this afternoon. President Biden will host top congressional leaders at the White House to discuss his $106 billion national security funding request, which includes supplying military aid to Ukraine, assistance to Israel and $14 billion for U.S. southern border enforcement. Fox's Kristen Goodwin's stock futures are lower this morning ahead of the opening bell on Wall Street. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 631 at News Radio 92.3. It's a cold morning, 21 degrees right now in Pensacola and sub-freezing temperatures all the way across the state this morning. Uh, in some areas, the National Weather Service expecting temperatures to drop into the teens with a wind chill all the way down to 5. There were uh, a few school closures today. Escambia County Public Schools closed. Santa Rosa still open. Baldwin County late started 10. Escambia, Alabama open. UWF and PSC, all classes as normal today. Escambia County Public Schools now has a new permanent superintendent. Last night, the school board did vote to give Keith Leonard that job. He'd been serving as an interim superintendent since Dr. Tim Smith was fired last May. Uh, the board unanimously decided to give that job to Keith Leonard, Chairperson Patty Hightower, now negotiating a new contract for him. Well, now that 2023 is officially in the books, the Pensacola Airport can officially say it was another record year for traffic there. We basically went from about 2.45 million to 2.73 million uh, year over year. Um, and uh, within December itself was an 18% increase uh, from December 23 over uh, to December 2022. And that is Mayor D.C. Reeves. He says the yearly total amounts to about 12% growth from 2022. He also said beginning in March, Silver Airways is adding some new nonstop flights to Palm Beach with continued service uh, still available to the Bahamas as well. Well, there looks like there's a little bit more money than expected in the state coffers. Uh, the state's revenue estimating conference announced yesterday that Florida took in over $2 billion, uh, more than they previously thought. That money can be used in this year's budget or next. The state official tells the News Service of Florida that most of that increase is uh, due to a 4% rise in sales tax revenue, and that was from inflation driving up prices. Florida lawmakers now trying to restrict the use of artificial intelligence in political advertising. Indian Rocks Beach Republican Senator Nick DeSegli sponsoring SB 850. Uh, that would make it a misdemeanor to use generative AI in an ad without a disclaimer that it was created with AI. The bill passed a Senate committee yesterday. Uh, DeSegli admits that the bill does need clarification, but he says that can come as that process unfolds. The Florida House taking up a bill de dealing with anti-Semitism today. House Bill 187 is filed by State Representative Mike Gottlieb uh, to put a definition of anti-Semitism into state law. To assist in the monitoring and reporting of anti-Semitic hate crimes, monitoring and reporting, and, and discrimination, and to make residents aware of and to combat such incidents 
in this state. And he says that would be to get rid of false or misleading statements made against Jews. and it is 634 News Radio 92.3. Let's go ahead and get a look at our traffic on the fives. Jake, what are you seeing? Not seeing much out there, just uh, cold weather. Uh, roads are looking pretty good. I-10 westbound, though, if you're trying to get onto Avalon Boulevard and merge north off of I-10 westbound, and all the traffic lights are out there, causing a little bit of backup on the exit ramp there. Otherwise, no slowdowns on Cervantes. Davis Highway is clear from the I-10 overpass through Creighton, Brenton, Fairfield. Caroline Street is clear in Milton, also Stewart Street checking in without delays. And uh, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox all checking in clear. If you see anything out there slowing you down, call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. We are going to be seeing a very cold start to the day. Temperatures starting off in the teens and 20s, feeling much cooler as you go through the afternoon. Sunny skies, high near 46 degrees. Another cold night tonight, which is dropping into the 30s, 34 degrees for your low. And then by Thursday, warming up with 60 degrees and a 30% chance of rain. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And we're seeing those temperatures right now falling a little bit. They're down to uh, 19 degrees in Pensacola, 19 in Gulf Breeze, and 19 in Milton with the uh, wind chill temperature bringing that down to about 15 right now. It is 6.35, our next news at 7 and breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. Tesla has slashed prices for its Model Y cars across Europe after announcing similar price cuts for its Model 3 and Model Y vehicles in China. Prices in Germany, France, the Netherlands, and Norway has been cut by between 4 and 8 percent. Tesla's German operations have been affected by Houthi attacks in the Red Sea wreaking havoc on global trade. As a result, Tesla said it would halt car production at its Berlin plant last week. Tesla shares were down 1.6 percent in U.S. pre-market trading. Uber has announced they will be closing the alcohol delivery platform Drizzly in March. Uber says it will focus on its core Uber Eats strategy of helping consumers get almost anything, including food, groceries, and even alcohol. Uber acquired Drizzly for $1.1 billion back in 2021. But good news, Drizzly will send out exclusive Uber Eats perks to users leading up to its closure. Futures are slightly lower. That's your money now. This ad furnished by Nesmataju LLC. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came and we're maxed out. Great. Maxed out cards, rent is due, bills are piling up. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. We should do what my brother did. He went to 27cash.com and got $3,000. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is different. They're one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000. I'm sure there's a lot of paperwork. Nope. My brother said it was fast and easy. He did it right from his phone. If you have a regular source of income, you can be approved for a loan of up to $5,000 in minutes and your cash can hit your bank account as soon as the next day. Our lenders have millions of dollars to lend regardless of your credit history. Great news. I went to 27cash.com and we'll have our money as soon as tomorrow. Wow, that is fast. If you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. The party was legendary, and you speak of it often, even though you don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home, practicing calculus. You made fun of her. A lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money and called the certified public accountants at Benakis & Associates. And she answered the phone. 
Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Benakis & Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a Form 656-PPV is, call Benakis & Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, call Benakis & Associates. When you need someone who practices long division for fun, Call Benakis and Associates, now in the historic district on 120 South Alconies and online at flacpas.com. Benakis and Associates, leave the numbers to the experts. Sometimes I struggle to get to sleep. My body stopped for the day, but my mind is still running. So I take ZQuil. ZQuil, the world's number one sleep aid brand, has a range of non-habit-forming products to fit you and your family's needs. Invest in a great night's sleep for the best you tomorrow. I'm awake and ready to take on anything. Better days start with ZQuil Nights. Explore our products at ZQuil.com. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. News Radio Pensacola has you covered no matter where you are or how you like to listen. Tune into our frequencies on 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, and AM 1620 for the latest breaking news, local updates, and in-depth analysis. Can't be near a radio? No problem. Stream us live on our website or through our convenient app. Available for download on your mobile device. Plus, with our smart device integration, you can ask your virtual assistant to play News Radio 92.3 and we'll be right there with you. It's News Radio Pensacola. Senators and member of the Florida Legislature, um, we're presenting Senate Bill 438, which focuses on implementing term limits for county commissioners. What is the impetus behind this bill, especially when it comes to counties and municipalities? Uh, is it that we as a state feel like they don't know what they're doing by selecting the number of years that they can serve? Look, we believe that term limits is a, is a good thing. We have it for our cabinet. We have it for the governor. Um, we have it for ourselves in the Senate and in the, uh, in the House. We have a term limits now for school boards at eight years. Um, and we constantly call for term limits for uh, other governments, specifically Congress. So every year, it seems, we have a conversation about term limits. And historically, the way this has been done is more through a referendum that people would vote on. And then the tactic got switched, like with the school board members, to make it eight years by statute. And now the push is to make it eight years by statute. This is Blaze Angolia running this bill in the Senate yesterday in the Senate subcommittee. And Bobby Powell, the voice against it, I will start off by saying this. This is, I find myself conflicted on this issue like I'm conflicted on no other issue. For whatever reason, the issue of term limits just flummoxes me. Because I don't know what I believe about it. And I can I talk myself in and out of support for it all the time. Now, the concern is that, you know, incumbents get in there and then after a while... When people become part of the... Um, uh, or have been in government for too long, they start and they stop listening to the needs of the people. 
So term limiting um, is a way to get, uh, for the lack of a better term, fresh blood into the system, fresh ideas, new way to tackle um, age-old public problems. Um, and it's a way to keep our uh, constitutional republic um, alive with ideas, fresh ideas. Yeah, renew it, get people in there, don't let them get accustomed to it. The power of incumbency only increases with time. It's very hard to beat them. Bobby Powell says, well, don't we have a shortage of people a lot of times, especially in small counties? A number of governments throughout the state, well, we don't have enough people to fill out a town council. Uh, how are we now with these term, limited, term limits, increasing the opportunity for people to serve when in many municipalities you don't have enough people willing and now term limiting them, what happens with those municipalities where we don't have enough people? If you only have a couple of people who are really, really capable of doing the job and you force them out because of term limits, you get less qualified people. And by the way, we have elections. So is this bill necessary? If there are elections and incumbents can be beaten and local, locally it has happened, um, is the bill actually necessary? Senator Ngoli. Thank you, Mr. Chair. If we want to listen to our constituents and have a better for functioning government that uh, influxes new people, new ideas, and yes, it is necessary. I mean, look, he's being kind of snarky about this, uh, Bobby Powell is, but he's like, you know, incumbents do get beat sometimes, and we do have a local election, so why do you need a term limit? And there is there is something really weird about the public voting to tell the future public that the future public can't vote for that person again. Because that's what a term limit is, right? This group tells the future group that they can't vote for the person they want anymore, whether it's for the president. You know, the argument, like, on Trump, right, is, is that people want him, even if he's an insurrectionist, even if he's a 14th Amendment violator. They still want him, and how dare you restrict, right? Let the people vote. Well, same thing for term limits. You know, somebody's been in there 12 years and they want to run for 14 or 16 or 20 or whatever. The people can vote them out if they're doing a bad job. Right? Why not? But the flip side is that we have term limits imposed all over the state of Florida. You know, we, you know, the cabinet, the governor, the, um, you know, Senate and uh, um, the House. And now we have it for school board and they're trying to do it for county commissioner. And listen, it's very hard on this topic to separate very important to separate, very hard to separate. Your desire to get rid of certain county commissioners that drive you crazy, that you can't stand, that you think are despicable, <laughs> which is, okay, I understand that. But that's different from whether term limits make sense. Because if the people agreed with you, then they'd vote those people out. And if you can't persuade people, then they keep voting them in, and that's democracy, or representative democracy anyway. The flip side of that is that sometimes you get really good people in, and they serve for... 16 or 20 or 24 years. You know, Don Salter was a great commissioner for a long time. And the argument for long-time commissioners is it takes time to learn the system, it takes time to learn how to do things, and it takes time and political clout and capital and knowledge to shepherd long-time projects like the Naval uh, NAS Whiting uh, Aviation Park. Took him a long time to make that happen. Wouldn't have happened if he'd have been termed out after eight years. So, again, I, I argue with myself on this. I very much do. People support term limits, but it's a weird thing to impose them. 
It is. It's just there's something weird about telling other people in the future that they can't have the person that they want because they've been there too long. As one person said, actually, I'll come back to this because there's a lot to be said about this. 437-1620. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Feel free to text me your thoughts on whether or not to have term limits for county commissioners, particularly in this case, at eight years. Mm. This traffic report brought to you by Fresh from Florida. I'm not really seeing any major slowdowns or accidents out there. I-10 westbound, if you're merging onto Avalon Boulevard north, uh, from I-10 West, you're going to see a little bit of slowdown on that exit ramp there because the traffic lights are currently out, but we should have crews on the scene fixing that shortly. Uh, Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre, no accidents this morning. Davis Highway is clear from the I-10 overpass through Creighton, Britain, Fairfield. Caroline Street is clear in Milton, also Stewart Street checking in without delay. Uh, if you see anything out there, let us know on our traffic tip line, 437-1620. Meal planning is work, so let Fresh from Florida help learn what's in season and brown, browse hundreds of recipes at freshfromflorida.com. Eat healthier with Fresh from Florida. There's sunshine in every bite. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Back to this conversation about term limits. It's SB 438. It would make it so that county commissioners, charter and non-charter counties, are limited to eight years, which is also kind of weird because charter counties have term limits. I think always, but certainly they can. And some charter counties choose eight, some choose 12. And actually, there was a poll, I think it was, or Levy, I forget. One of them actually recently went from 8 up to 12, and this would be undoing that for them. Uh, Matt Brooks is a county commissioner in, uh, where where is he at? I uh, didn't write it down. Levy County. And he, I, th- I thought he made a good point here. As a small business owner myself, I've never seen creating success um, by creating turnover. Um, of course, local government is not the same as business, but I do believe, again, <clears throat> that the voters can make that decision. If you require people to never have more than eight years of experience in office, then you will only ever have people who have less than eight years of experience in office. I, I, you know, I don't know about you, but I get better at my job every year, I hope. I've been doing this 10 years. It, it took me, God, five, six at least to learn even generally competency (laughs) at a lot of our local issues, right? It takes time to be good at this. And institutional knowledge matters. So I, you know, and just when I have talked myself into opposing term limits, then I'm like, yeah, but these scoundrels, (laughs) these people that get entrenched with the money and then they, you know, the the voters can't get rid of them. They have too much name recognition to ever beat them. I look at somebody like a Hank Johnson out of Georgia and like, ugh. These people got to (laughs) go, you know, because you get them in office for 35 years and it's ridiculous. So one of the other issues on this particular topic. So one is the term limits question itself, which is a good question. It's an interesting question. Uh, Speaking of which, just as a FYI, Sam Parker just announced that he's running for reelection, which I think would be his third term. And I, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I, I have said in the past I like term limits. What I don't like is <laughs> I don't like people um, who say they believe in term limits and then run for a third term. <laughs> Come on now, <laughs> right? Uh, we have one of those locally here in Escambia County. I believe in term limits, but I'm going to wait until they force me. <laughs> Not really. Uh, that's a bit of a hypocrisy. Uh, somebody else texted me and said, uh, my belief in the term limits issue is the farther away they are from the people, like in Congress and the Senate, the more term limits matter. The closer to the people, the more you can you have influence, connection, you can talk with them. And also, if you don't like what they're doing, you can get rid of them. Um, the other issue here, though, and this is really important, is not have anything particularly to do with term limits per se, 
but about doing it through statute rather than doing it through a popular referendum. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about charter counties. I think it's important to remember that what a, a, a non-charter county is, is a county that has decided to have its government structure decided here in Tallahassee through the state constitution and the state statutes rather than at the local level in a charter. So it is entirely appropriate for the state legislature to create county commission term limits for non-charter counties because those people have no ability to do it. This is Nick Tumbleides with USA Term Limits, and I think he's right about that, that if you're a non-charter county, like Escambia and Santa Rosa are non-charter counties, um, they give up. We have abdicated the right to make these rules to the state. The state can do it. But that doesn't solve the question whether it should be done by referendum or whether it should be done by statute. Uh, not very often I'm going to agree with the AFL-CIO, but Rich Templin was right about this. The issue here is not term limits. The issue is here is the mechanics of how we're getting here. Term limits have been in this process for the last 12 years. You could make a two-hour movie over the conversations I've had with Senator Baxley over this issue. That's how often this has been filed. But always as a joint resolution to allow the people to decide. The only people who should be able to take away the people's right to vote is the people. I totally agree with that. This should not be done by statute. This should be done by a referendum. And frankly, it ought to be county by county, really would be better than doing it as a whole state, as a referendum. But the last thing I'll say about this, and this is just sort of a, hey, put this in your cap to think about. One of the concerns is that they want to limit the ability of incumbents to get in through sort of fuzzy means, let's just say it that way. And the structure of our elections, for example, county commissioner elections, is not good. The reason it's not good is for exactly the thing that Blazingolia pointed out. As far as um, um, people coming up and saying that incumbents um, do get knocked off and they do lose elections. Look, I've been involved in, in politics for a long time. I've run campaigns. I've run for office. I've been party chair. I cannot tell you how many times where you've had a deeply uh, unpopular incumbent um, who would have been gone who would have been gone, um, but they had three or four people in a primary, and they survived with 35% of the voter polarity, not a majority. All of the problems connected with closed primaries, so-called jungle primaries, not having to win a majority of the vote to get reelected, all of that stuff, that's where you should focus the change. Because, look, if somebody can win 51% of the votes, I, I generally think they ought to be able to get in. But because we have all these goofy rules about primaries and people winning with pluralities and running, you know, shadow candidates to split off the vote so they can get a plurality, that's ridiculous. And that should stop, too. But also that should be something that the people decide. You know, I mean, two problems with this bill. One is a lot of questions about the term limits issue itself. The other one is being done by the legislature through statute is not the right way to approach this. 437 uh, we might come back to this after the break. We'll see if we have time, but uh, I'm Andrew McKay. The Florida Department of Health in Escambia County works to protect, promote, and improve the health of the community and is always focusing on the importance of public health awareness and preparedness. For more information on resources to improve the health of your community, contact your local Escambia County Health Department online at escambiahealth.com. Or follow Escambia Health Department on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Healthy Escambia.
Join Stephen Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College for Boat Smart on the Pensacola Expert Panel this Friday at 10 a.m. Key Marine sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. Have a boating question for Stephen? Then give us a call at 437-1620. It's a dream team, so join them this Friday at 10 a.m. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. When it comes to precious metals, there's only one place to consider, and that is Emerald Coast Coins. They're the local leader in dealing with coins and jewelry. Gold, silver, diamonds, and sterling silver. Emerald Coast Coins buys, sells, and trades. And for the past 15 years, customers from all over the Gulf Coast have trusted Emerald Coast Coins for the best estimates and prices in town. Stop in today. They're on Creighton Road, right across from Tom Thumb. Emerald Coast Coins. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. Pensacola right now with Joe and Austin. Four to seven on News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. Average for a gallon of gas, 308, Florida 305. Uh, Mississippi has 267, California is 453. And Navarre, it's 267 most everywhere. Um, if you can't, if it's not 267, keep driving. 272 at the foot of the Garcon Point Bridge, 289 in Gulf Breeze proper. 276 at the Sefco and Milton, same at the P Ridge Murphy, 277 through Pace. Uh, nine Mile in Pensacola, the Walmart's 273, same at the Murphy in front of the Walmart on US 29. And coming in from the southwest side, looks like uh, 275 at a couple of different stations, including the Navy Boulevard uh, Murphy Station. Let's see, Jake has got our traffic on the fives this morning. Jake? All right, this traffic report brought to you by ECUA. We've got uh, reports from the traffic tip line. Three cars stopped with their flashers on on Pine Forest at I-10. So if you're uh, merging onto I-4, uh, onto Pine Forest from I-10. I-4. <laughs> I-Forest. I-Forest. What is this, um, Orlando? Yeah. Also, uh, 87 South, just south of Hickory Hammock Road, past the bridge, there's a disabled vehicle. FHP is on the scene assisting their part of the road is blocked. Uh, also, uh, I-10 westbound at Avalon Boulevard, if you're merging north on Avalon, all traffic lights are out there causing a little backup on that exit ramp. Otherwise, around town, we're looking good. Davis Highway is clear from the I-10 overpass through Creighton, Brenton, Fairfield, Caroline Street, and uh, Stewart Street clear in Milton, and uh, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in clear. Prepare for freezing temperatures and protect your home's plumbing now. Visit ECUA's website for info on weathering freeze-related issues and prevent damage to your pipes. If you see anything out there slowing you down, call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Senator Chuck Grassley, the oldest member of the U.S. Senate, is in the hospital undergoing treatment for an unspecified infection. Grassley's office says he's in good spirits after getting antibiotic infusions. The 90-year-old Iowa senator plans to be back to work as soon as possible following his doctor's orders. I'm Andrew Haup. 
The American Cancer Society is out with its 2024 projections and yearly stats. They say there's been a 33% drop in cancer deaths in the U.S. since 1991, but certain cancers are now on the rise. They say colon cancer is the leading cause of deaths of people under 50, and they're projecting over 2 million people will be diagnosed with cancer this year. Guys, I feel like as adults, we don't ask each other often enough about our favorite dinosaurs. Andrew, what's yours? Uh, I always historically loved Stegosaurus. I mean, he's got those plates and the spiky tail, and that oh, makes yeah, him pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I always was a big fan of the Triceratops. Yep, yep. And come Good to one. find out, a full Triceratops skeleton reconstruction is going to be on display at nice. the University of Colorado in Boulder soon. It's a cast of bones found in the 19th century that was later assembled into a complete skeleton. So uh, I may have to make a trip to see that. Oh, man, you're making me. I can't remember where we went that had such a great natural history room in the museum. And I'll have to think of it. I just can't remember where they had all kinds of dinosaur reconstructions. And it was really cool. So now you got me thinking about that. Great. All right. A quick future news um, here on News Radio. Uh, oh, but you know what? Instead of that, just to f- final f- follow up on the term limit thing, one of the arguments in favor of term limits is it forces you to go out and find other candidates who will come in and fill the spots. In other words, not having term limits actually discourages people from participating in the system, which is also an issue. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.